Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Come nothing. episode 15. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And we're back with a new episode. Uh, this, If you're a first-time listener, Pilot Season Podcast is the show that we uh, we watch just the pilot episode of a TV show, and we talk about it. Uh, new shows, old shows, shows that never made it. We just talk about the first episode. That's, that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And... This week's episode, um, Jen picked, and why don't you tell them what you picked? I picked Charmed. Um, I can't remember what caused me to think of this show a couple weeks ago, but I just kind of felt like, hey, remember that show about witches? (laughs) Would I watch that today? Yeah. So um, I figured we could take a look at that, and... um, Usually we kind of talk about any background that we have with the show. Um, I honestly, I I used to watch the show, but I honestly can't remember if I watched it from the very first episode. Mm -hmm. Um, In watching this episode, there was nothing that caused me to remember that I watched this episode once upon a time, but that was early Mid no well, mid nineties. Um, so I I I looked it up. So this was a show that was on, uh, I believe it was the WB at the time. Yeah. It was on the WB. It ran from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand six. Okay, so a little bit later than I was. Um, one hundred and eighty episodes. And um, if you, and this is the show that starred Shannon Doherty, um, Alyssa Milano, and Holly Marie Combs as three sisters who, um. Witchcraft, rich, which they find, you know, witchcraft is part of, is like they're in their, their family, mm-hmm. like, and it's it's very much like a, you know, the the horror genre shows of the of the the time. It was, you know, it kind of had a tongue in cheek feel to it, like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where it was scary but funny, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. My background with this show is I remember watching the first episode, and I might have watched one or two after that, but I didn't go any further than that. Like, I know nothing about this show past the first episode, only that they eventually replaced Shannon Doherty with Rose McGowan. Yeah, and one thing I I do know is that one I didn't stop watching because they replaced her but I've never seen the show with her, so I know I didn't follow it for that long. So, um... One thing I do know is that, and I don't know how I know this, maybe I just happened to catch it once, but the 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 show's theme song, the opening the song, well, in the pilot, it was just kind of like this... Yeah, it was not, instrumental. It wasn't really a song. It's not right. I wrote it in my notes, and I was upset. 
Yeah. Because um, that's what I, that's one of the things I remember about the show. Well, the the opening, well, and, and, and on Netflix sometimes if they don't have the license mm. to uh, keep a song in a show, they have to replace it because we found this out um, when we we watched um, Scrubs, right, on Netflix, and having already seen Scrubs when it first aired, I remembered there were a few songs on it that I enjoyed. Only to find out that there were, you know, on on those same episodes on Netflix, those songs were no longer there. So I, I did a little bit of research, at least for Scrubs, and found out that um, those songs were replaced for legal reasons. So, from what I remember, and I I, I did confirm it, the the theme song was uh, a cover version of How Soon Is Now mm-hmm. by this. Uh, group called love spit love probably one of your favorite groups um not really on my radar (laughs) but i love the i don't know i love the instrumental part of that song yeah Uh, now see i i couldn't remember if or no i'm sorry let me let me back up i thought maybe because you know with the pilot episode a lot of things change from the pilot episode to the next one so i thought well, maybe this was the music they picked for the pilot, and then they got that theme song going forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if, if what it's going to be like on Netflix, because we haven't watched the next episode. We've only watched the first episode. But So here's, here's an interesting little tie-in. So that version of How Soon Is Now, which was a, which a cover by the song by the Smiths, was on the soundtrack... For the movie The Craft, which came out in 1996, two years before Charmed, mm. which was about teen witches. Okay. So I've never seen that. So yeah, it was um, I for uh, Balk, Robin Tenney. Um, it was a mid 90s witch, you know, witch movie. It was like, you know. Hmm. Witches in, in high school. Um, <laughs> so that came out in 1996. Two years later, Charmed comes out using the same the, the, the same song that was on the Craft soundtrack. So and it's and Charmed is about witches. Hmm. So I wonder if you know if there was someone who saw the Craft and thought, hey, this would be a great move, uh, a great ongoing television show, or said, oh, I'll, I'm going to steal that idea. Yeah. And I'm going to use a song from the from that movie. Yeah, who knows? I I wasn't aware of... of uh, I, I've heard of the movie, of course, um, mm-hmm. but it, you know, I wasn't aware, with, aware of any of the songs that were in it. But, yeah, did they just kind of run with a theme? Or was it more, uh, hey, this song just kind of works because it's, it's got like a kind of funky kind of mysterious like feel to it well it has you know it it has that whole goth thing going for it which you know kind of works with the also with the whole wiccan witchcraft vibe you know not to stereotype but you know usually people that were into the smiths or are into the smiths are kind of like wear black and wear eyeliner and are dark and depressed and that's me into you know witchcraft (laughs) and 
Wicca and things like that. So yeah, I just thought that was an interesting parallel between yeah. that movie and the television show. Yeah, I was just disappointed I didn't get to hear the song because I like it so much. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for it too, but like I said, I just assumed maybe they just didn't have that song for the pilot episode. Yeah, because you know pilot episodes, who knows? You know, it's it's kind of you just toss your hands up in the air and think, oh well. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, other than I remember watching the, the the pilot episode when it first aired, but it didn't really do anything for me, despite the fact that I think back in the day I had a huge crush on Alyssa Milano. She was always my favorite sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think just because, uh, you know, they each have their own... Um, personalities and um Shannon Doherty is kind of uh her character is Prue and Prue's kind of motherly in a way mm-hmm. and um I read that like she's the responsible one. Yeah, and a little bit a little bit bitchy at times, which kind of just like mm-hmm. makes me think of 90210 a little bit. I don't know. So she was just never my favorite of the three sisters. Well, I, I wrote down that Shannon Doherty pretty much hates everyone in this episode. That's, um, that's pretty accurate. She's just impossibly callous to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Even she's her a little own, bit miserable. Her own family. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, she wasn't my favorite. Actually... And and Holly Marie Combs, who so I I, I wrote down that like each one kind of had their their place, like you said, their personality. Mm-hmm. Holly Marie Combs, who plays uh, Piper, was like the peacemaker. Right. And then Alyssa Milano, who was Phoebe, was kind of the the wild. Yeah, child. I was gonna say she was kind of free spirit. Yeah. Um, no res- I... no responsibility. Like the it pretty much the exact opposite of Shannon Doherty's character. Right. And that's why you had. Holly Marie Combs in the middle trying to make everything right. Yeah. So the Holly Marie Combs character's name is Piper. Piper and Prue apparently have been roommates. They had an apartment and they have now taken over their grandmother's, of course, beautiful Victorian, (laughs) large, amazing looking home in San Francisco Mm -hmm. and um, the other sister the Alyssa Milano character is Phoebe and Phoebe I guess is in New York and we learn that Phoebe and Prue had some kind of falling out we're not quite sure what that is all about just yet and then we learn that Piper has invited Phoebe to come and live with them. They felt like they probably needed a third roommate, someone to help with the rent and things like that. And, um, I imagine the taxes on that house are astronomical (laughs) (laughs) stuff, stuff they don't usually get into on TV shows, but yeah. Yeah. You take, you just like look at this house and it's beautiful and you're like, okay, how are these three really swinging this? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so Phoebe shows up and, and Prue's not happy and we learn that um their issue, if you will, is because of a guy mm-hmm. and we learn that this guy um is Prue's 
ex-boyfriend who also happens to be her co-worker at a museum that she works at. And um, so, yeah, talk about been out of shape for a whole episode. She's mad. She mm-hmm. learns that uh, one sister invited the other sister to come live with them without clearing it with her first. At work, she has to deal with the ex-boyfriend guy who maybe they have an okay kind of relationship, but then he gets a promotion that she feels she should mm-hmm. have gotten, and he he's kind of an ass about it. Well, he was, I mean, he very much, like, his look and his demeanor, everything kind of epitomized, like, 90s guys. Yes. And also, for, like, because they, they were... What like kind of curators in a museum, right? Right, and she talked about how she was instrumental in getting this exhibit right to the museum, and <laughs> and it should be the the promotion involved the, um, the the exhibit would would not be like a rotating thing; it would stay there at their museum, and mm. she should be the the curator. Right. But because she was so instrumental in in getting it to the museum in the first place. Um, and yeah, he he just he's just a jerk about basically explaining how you know he kind of had to take this promotion, and then she mm-hmm. overhears him on the phone basically explaining to someone why he's the best fit for this promotion using the exact quote that she already said well, about herself. He basically took credit for yeah. what she had done. <clears throat> that that scene made me kind of laugh because. So they work for a museum, which are not, you know, huge. I mean, they 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 bring in money, but it pretty much all goes to the the upkeep and the you know the curation of the exhibits. You know, it goes mm-hmm. towards museum. He's sitting in an office that looks like he's a CEO oh of my a corporation. God. Yeah, he's got like a window. Yeah, I'm like, this guy should be in the like a dusty office in a basement. You ever been behind the scenes at like at the Carnegie? Mm-hmm. It's nothing like that. No, no, one, nobody has a window. Two, everybody's offices are like these tiny little, like, haven't been updated or renovated right. in a million years. And he's sitting there with this gorgeous desk. Well, and and, and, and he, he's dressed like he's an executive. He's wearing, like, baggy pleated pants and, like, a blousey, like, very 90s. Yeah. Like, a kind of a blousey dress shirt. And he's wearing, like, the round glasses, like mm-hmm. the John Lennon glasses. And he's got this kind of floppy hair. And I'm like, ugh, it just made made me yeah. cringe. He was really annoying. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so Prue decides she's gonna quit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talk about a bad day. She goes home and Phoebe shows up and mm-hmm. um, Phoebe. Well, I guess maybe we should mention that they have a... Uh, they're very careful, I think, to not call it a Ouija board. They call it a, the spirit board. Spirit board. Right. It's essentially, you know, like a Ouija board, letters and such, mm-hmm. and with a pointer. And um, Well, we should back up a little bit and, and just mention that from the... Because from the, op- the show opens there with a murder... That so there's there's also a serial killer on the loose that seems to be targeting witches, but only one cop seems to believe that that's what it is. All the other cops think it's just 
some guy murdering wacko women who happen to be into the occult or something. Mm-hmm. But there's one cop who seems very knowledgeable about the women that are being murdered. He's kind of done some side research, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, so um, Piper and Phoebe kind of play with the spirit board, and no one really, t- I don't want to say no one, Prue really doesn't take Phoebe seriously. Piper, sort of in the middle, kind of takes her seriously, but kind of thinks she's messing around at times, mm-hmm. but basically says the pointer's moving on its own. Um, and then the others see it and realize something is is something weird is happening. Um, it spells out attic, so Phoebe goes up to the attic, determined to figure out, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they find the Book of Shadows, which Phoebe spends, I, I believe, stays up all night reading this book. And uh, there's reference to, well, first of all, like you said before, they're, it's a family who mm-hmm. have these, um, you know, who are witches, uh, not every generation, I guess, um, and, ha- and, and they refer to these three sisters who will have um, certain powers. Right. So Phoebe says, you know, we are these sisters. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of see how each sister starts to learn what her power is. Well, even before that, I just want to back up a minute because so she... They didn't just, like, it wasn't like they had their, from what I, I gathered, they didn't, it's not like they just had their powers but didn't know they had their powers. Like, Phoebe had to speak this incantation in the Book of Shadows, and it was, I think I wrote down, it was the, um, it was it was just very anticlimactic. It was like, they're, like, they became witches, but there was no... Nothing exciting about it. Yeah, she just read this uh, this passage out of this book, and she's like, "Well, I guess we're witches now." <laughs> and then it cuts to the next day, and like you said, so they they each start figuring out like through different events during their norm like the normal uh, events of their day that each one has a different set of powers. Like uh, Phoebe can stop time, or no, no, Phoebe can um, see into the future. Piper can stop time, or can freeze time, and Prue can move things, right, with her mind. But she, yeah, so yeah, it's like they're just they just get little glimpses of it. But it, throughout the episode, I guess they get stronger, or they're able to control it more. Um, yeah, it was a little. It was one of those things where I had to kind of say to myself. It's television, you know. Mm-hmm. They have to give us so much in the first episode to make us come back for the second episode. You know, if if they drag out and we watch over weeks and weeks how they figure out these powers that might mm-hmm. get kind of stale. So, yes, very quickly in one episode we see examples of each of them kind of like getting a handle on on their power. Phoebe, of course the most open-minded one, um, 
she it was almost like she knew right away like she got a glimpse of these two kids and they were about to to was they it get, car gonna, get, get hit by they're on skateboards yeah so they were going to be in an accident and she immediately she crashes kind her of bike. like jumped in to save yeah, these she kids. crashes her bike to make the car swerve yeah and piper stops time at a moment where she really needs more time she's a chef applying for a job or interviewing for a job where she has to, (laughs) Dan is shaking his head, um, where she has to prepare a dish. And um, side note, the French... Yeah, the guy she's she's preparing it for, yeah. The American guy trying to pull off a French accent is what I should say. It was like the worst accent I've ever heard in my life. It was like, what are you, Pepe Le Pew or something? It was so... Awful. He was like, oh, wee wee. Like, I can't do accents for, to save my life. I'm pretty sure I could do a French accent better than this guy. And he was, it was like the epitome of like, like a French chef. Right. So, it's like, like so stereotypical. Yeah. That guy, I just. He should have been wearing like a I beret. I wanted to punch him. Yeah. He should have been wearing a beret, had a, a little tiny mustache. mustache and like smoking a, a scarf tied around his neck right. and smoking a cigarette. Right. Yeah. It, w- it was that awful. He's like, oh, you Americans, I'm going to go have some sex right now. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he comes in and basically Very arrogant. ready to tear her a new one because she's not ready and whatever. And she's like, oh, I just need more time. And, of course, boom, I can stop time. What? So she finishes <laughs> up her dish, and he eats it, and he loves it. But but the but the way in which she does it, he, he already has a forkful. And she's getting ready to take a bite, and she stops time. And But what she does is she takes um, a baster, and I guess the, the the last ingredient she had to add, she didn't get a chance to, so she she basted, she, she, she put a little in the squirter and, like, dropped it, dropped a little bit on the fork full of food that he had. Like, that's all it needs. Like, that was magically going to do it. Like, it she didn't have to same, stir it in. Right. It was the same as if he had a fork full of food and she squirted ketchup on it. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not 100% certain what ingredient that is, but I can't imagine any ingredient. Well, oh, they kept saying it was port, like, so port wine. Yeah. So she basically just dribbled wine over his food. So here's the thing. We're not chefs. Is this what happens? They just drizzle it but on top or cook, something? But you're supposed to cook with wine. But you're wine. supposed to cook with wine. Yeah. So, again, I'm, I'm trying to be nice here. Maybe there are recipes where you just drizzle some on at the end. What do I know? Only arrogant French recipes. I guess so, because that jerk loved it. He was like, oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. It, that was a little, like... Magnifique. I wanted to punch him. I wanted... I wanted to punch both of them. wanted to punch a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I find, um, I, I find Piper to be the most boring of the three. I think she's supposed to be. She's, she's just lame. bland. Yeah. But I, I don't even mean the character. I mean, like, the actress... That too, I, and I feel bad saying it. It's like it's not all about looks, but she just doesn't. She just looks average, but she doesn't put anything into the character. Like I don't like. I mean, Shannon Doherty, yes, she's a complete raging. Listen, she's a raging bitch, but she does that well. And and uh, Alyssa Milano, she pulled off her thing well. I swear, oh, I wrote it in notes. here somewhere. Um. Oh, right, right. But Piper's just here. like... Whoa. Piper does... Listen. 
this is not meant to sound like sexist, negative, how a woman should or should not look. I'm just making observations. Bring it on. Shannon Doherty. Little, you know, little hottie. Mm-hmm. Alyssa Milano. Little hottie. Wearing those crop tops. Where, right here. A lot of bare midriffs. Right here that in my nose. That was such a 90s thing. But, that was a 90s thing. You know, Holly Marie Combs, she's wearing her khaki pants. She's got, like, mom outfits. Yeah, she was very, she's very momish. Yeah, so when I wrote a lot of bare midriffs, I should have, you know, put, like, two-thirds or something. She's, she's maybe not the most exciting actress, I don't know, but they make her character be, like, kind of dorky, too. Like, she's a, like, she's a like school teacher or something. No offense or anything. And she's a beautiful woman. No, no offense to school but teachers. It, exactly. We but, love teachers. But it's, like... I think when they cast these three women, they were like, oh, yeah, she's the nerd one. Because she's pretty, but in the, like, 90s realm of what is beautiful or whatever, the other two, you know, plus the other two already had, like, names for themselves. That's true. I didn't know Holly Marie Combs before this show. I didn't either. But, yes, I definitely made um, a couple of notes here on visual things if you will i loved all the hair and the outfits and i kind of was like oh i remember like oh the 90s it was very it was a time capsule to the 90s yes it was definitely yeah and it's like every like like especially um phoebe uh Alyssa milano's character like she wore a lot of crop tops and her pants like even though you could still see her belly button like the way the pants were cut made them look higher like, you know how pants, like, kind of, they were, like, higher but baggier? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they were kind of cinched at the waist? Um, she wore a lot of those. Yeah. That was, like, the style. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It was, like, but I remember that, but at the same time, I'm, like, ugh. <laughs> kind of, cr- just very cringeworthy sometimes. The, the I, I have, let me put it this way. I, I have a love-hate relationship with the 90s in general. That's fair. Um, this was this was not a a great '90s time capsule for me. Well, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, I don't look like any of those women, but just kind of having a flashback to some of the trends and stuff was kind of fun. And the hair, because mm-hmm. well, I definitely had two of those three hairstyles. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I guess I should clarify in saying it was. A time capsule of 90s television, the way mm. 90s TV looked, uh, the way things were filmed mm-hmm. and shot, and uh, the graphics, a lot of the the you know effects were very 90s, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's our first day with a computer, <laughs> let's make some fire. Um, and, you know, you, you got to be fair, it was, you know, 20 years ago. But still, it it looked 20 years ago. Yeah. You know. Um, and it would probably be the same thing if we watched, like, uh, Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Slayer came out in the 90s. Uh, I think that even came out earlier in the 90s. Like, this came out in 98. I think, this, I think Buffy was already on for a couple of years hmm. before that. So that would probably even be more of a 90s thing. We might have to do a Buffy the Vampi- Vampire Slayer pilot because... I think I watched that when it fir- again when it first aired twenty some years ago. 
I've never seen it, not one episode. Okay, we might have to watch that one. Okay. But I'm sorry, continue. Uh, God, oh, the abilities is what I was... Oh, their, I think their powers. I kind of like got off on a tangent while talking about their 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 powers. Yeah. Um, so Prue, of course, the the most skeptical one of the bunch, is using her powers and doesn't even know it. Mm-hmm. So she has the ability to move objects or people, mm-hmm. um, and does it a couple times and and just keeps going about her day, like doesn't realize. So later when Phoebe is explaining, we have these powers and like we're already able to use them, Prue's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have these powers. So it's one of those, you know, and the hijinks ensued where they Mm -hmm. kind of had to like show her, look, you just did that kind of a thing. And Mm -hmm. so she starts to believe. And the, uh, the Book of Shadows talks about this, Power of, power of three. Power so of three. they're they're starting to kind of. Um, I, I believe it's the power of three will set you free. That is exactly what it uh, is. Well, that, I'm sorry. That was inscribed on the back of their spirit board, given to them by their mother, because what mom doesn't give their three daughters a spirit board to share. Right. <sighs> Family heirlooms <laughs> and such. Mm-hmm. Um. So they kind of figure out all these powers. In the meantime, we learn that Piper's boyfriend, Jeremy, is the person who is out to murder all of the yes. witches around town. He's, he turns out to be a warlock. So, I, th- it, I don't know, am I getting this right here? So, he's a warlock, and in order to sustain his own power, he has to, like, suck the power out of other witches, and that sounds, kills them. That sounds plausible. I thought I picked up on something like, I, I need kind your of, power. I kind of lost the thread of why he was doing what he was doing. Okay. I kind of checked out towards the end. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, but I, I did write down early in my notes, I'm like, oh, the boyfriend's totally the oh, killer. Oh, the boyfriend, yeah. It was like you just knew it. Yeah. So that scene where she's in the car with him, I was like, he's the murderer. I'm like, girl, your girl. boyfriend's a killer. Yeah, so of course he's trying to like get her alone so he can get her power or whatever and kill her. And um, she freezes time, figures out how to get out of, you know, Mm -hmm. the situation, gets back to the house. Hey, sisters, my boyfriend's like a murderer and stuff. And, oh, snap, he's on his way here. So they have to, you know, get together and do their the power of three. How'd it go? Power of three, whatever. Power of three. Well, they kept... They kept. They held hands, and they kept repeating over and over, "The power of three will set you free." And I guess their combined. I mean, they didn't really do anything, except they kept reciting that phrase, and then like the boyfriend just kind of exploded. Like there was this kind of like little mini whirlwind going on around them. Like this yeah. wind was surrounding them, and but it's not like any one of them or combined. It's like they didn't use their powers to stop him. Yeah, they it, just held hands and... That was a little confusing for me because, like, very how vague. did you guys know if we just hold hands and chant this phrase over and over again, the bad man will blow up? 
Like I like you said earlier, it's just you got maybe it's just into it's a witch's intuition. You got to just take it with you got it's television. You got to take it with it's the the pilot episode. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Right. So I guess probably another character that we've alluded to but have not really specifically mentioned is is Andy. You mentioned in the beginning there's one police officer who kind of was doing his homework with witches and was a little bit. uh, I guess more intuitive or or making these connections. He, he was he was finding some yeah some connections some clues. He was right. putting the pieces together. Right. So um, Prue, her she breaks up with Roger, and in in true you know TV style, in like two scenes later she bumps into Andy. Mm-hmm. And Andy is the police officer, um, and there's kind of like, oh, hey, hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? All right. <laughs> so, um, and I, I do kind of remember Andy from watching this show, you know, years ago, so I think they kind of, like, get back. Reconnect. like Yeah, they, they, I think we're supposed to understand that they they dated in the past yeah well they, they said like, i think I guess, they get back together yeah they and yeah you kind of know that's going to happen but because they they're catching up they i guess he took a he's a police officer he took a position out of state like i guess oregon or something and he moved back and they bump into each other at the hospital right and he kind of used his police connections to keep He's a little tab. Kind of stalking. Kind of, yeah, like a stalker. Everybody needs a stalker. Which you know in their life. So, I mean, and 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 this was the '90s, which means you know it it probably wasn't as easy to do that. So kudos to him for really right. You know, putting in the legwork to stalk his ex. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, just two random thoughts here. Um, it, kind of in line with the nostalgic aspect of the show and just like watching 90s stuff, Piper used a payphone. That's right. And I was, ugh, you just, whoa. Well, you, know, you just don't see that. They had an answering machine at one point. That is and true. And like a phone, like a landline. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, and you may not be able to... Um, confirm this for me because you said you only watched like a couple episodes and then stopped mm-hmm. in my memory there was another male character who was like a friend he was no one's boyfriend he was a friend to all three of them and he was kind of i can't think of his name but he was kind of like a handyman type of character who would kind of help them out when something broke around the house or whatever and i think he it's maybe at some point along the way they told him the truth about their lifestyle or I think he was like a confidant type of, okay. of thing. That doesn't um, sound familiar, but I, I remember like looking on the IMDB page, there's a lot of other like male actors or male mm-hmm. characters that have been involved in this show over the years. So that that doesn't sound yeah. surprising. And and just for the record, I did put in my notes. I thought there was a haughty handyman. <laughs> and so he wasn't there wasn't just a friend who was a handyman. I remember like I I cannot even imagine what he looked like right now, but I just remember 
you know, 20-whatever-year-old Jen was like, yeah, that (laughs) handyman is good-looking. I like him. So I was kind of disappointed. I was like, where's that handyman guy? And I don't know. Did I just make this whole thing up in my head? I'm going to have to look this up. Because I really think at some point there You're is a... probably right. I'm sure like they... Like a regular character. Yeah, because they had that big house. None of them seemed to know... Well, except for um, Prue seemed to have some vague idea of what to do with the... With Kept the, talking about the electrical. The electric, trying to get the <laughs> trying to get the chandelier light... Or chandelier to work. Yeah. And needed some help with, like, the, the box in the basement. Um like past that I, I don't think one of them would know what to do with taking care of the house I really don't think so so yeah it makes sense we, to me that there's a handyman because I mean uh, Piper's a chef Prue is a museum curator Phoebe I don't think they ever really said if she does anything I don't they just said she was in New York so we don't know <clears throat> what if any kind of career she had so, right. Unless she was a handy person, which I doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna say overall, uh, minus like the '90s nostalgia and the kind of rekindling of my crush of Alyssa Milano, I kind of found this episode boring. It just was just kind of very cookie cutter, and it it, it just it was a pilot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying like boring as in bad, but just boring as in. It was very much an opening episode. It just set everything up, and that was it. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, it was fun to kind of see all the '90s stuff, um, and, and you know, and I I can even deal with you know like a witch show. Like you know, I'm open to all sorts of different things. But, yeah, it wasn't as exciting as I hoped. Like, when I thought of this as as my idea for the next one, I was real excited, and I thought, I'm going to love this. And I thought for sure, yeah, same thing. I thought for sure it would be a little bit more something. Yeah, you're exactly right, though. It's kind of, you know, it does what a pilot is basically supposed to do. It's setting you up for how the show's going to work. You know, at some point they have to explain who these characters are, why they are, where they are, what the powers are, all of that stuff. You know, it it's a little hokey, not just because of the premise of the show. I think just trying to pack all that into 42 minutes and mm-hmm. and make it move smoothly was a little bit tough to do, I think. See, this this is kind of what I miss when um, pilot episodes used to be kind of like a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this is something where it would have benefited from letting the show air out. Like, you know, letting it breathe a little bit, stretching it out, really diving deep into the characters, and just going more into their backstory. You know, maybe, maybe showing the grandmother, you know, because... When it when it opens, the girls are already in the house. We don't yeah. see we don't see grandma dying. We don't see you know the her you know we we don't get the feeling that she's some like maybe she was a really powerful witch. Like we don't see any of that. Like we don't see anything from their mom, who I guess maybe also has something to do with witchcraft. 
You know, I wasn't totally sure. Well, okay, Mom gave them... The spirit board. The spirit board, and they're living in Grandma's house where the Book of Shadows resides mm-hmm. in the attic. Um, so I don't know to what extent the Mom and the Grandma, like, their powers went. You, I would assume they both had some level of powers. But one thing we do know is that the mom died young. Like, the girls were all children, it sounds like. I I think that okay, the mom died that. young, and I I have to assume, then, that Grandma helped raise to raise them. them. Well, and they, they mentioned their dad at some point. I, I think dad is still alive, just not and in the picture. The crew wants, like, nothing to do with him. Yeah, like, she basically, she said something like, he's dead to me. Yeah. In, in not so many words. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I could have used just some more fleshing out of the characters in the first episode. Now, you know, maybe, uh, clearly, they I'm sure they do that more as the series goes on. Um, but, I mean, maybe this is why, you know, maybe that first episode was why I never kept going with it. <laughs> because I just watched it, and I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, you know, in looking at your notes, it looks like this show went for, what, eight seasons? That's yeah. pretty darn good. 98 I mean, to 2006, yeah. Well, I think, um, so, you know, so I, I looked a little on IMDb about the show just to see if there was anything interesting to talk about with the first episode. Um, there wasn't, <laughs> not surprisingly. <laughs> but I did read that, you know, so Shannon Doherty was, uh, I believe she was fired from the show. I don't think she left of her own accord, but it doesn't say why she was fired. Um they brought in Rose McGowan, who was supposed to be their cousin. And I think they got a, a ratings boost from that. And also, the original showrunners of the show left, and they brought in new people to kind of steer the ship. And I guess where the the original showrunners told more stories about the sisters being sisters, you know, doing, you know, having a sisterly relationship when the new showrunner took over and when Rose McGowan came on board they kind of vamped everything up they kind of made them all look a little more sexy oh. and they were doing a little more like just so Holly got to show her midriff I'm sure at some point Holly wow. got to show and her I, midriff see, I, didn't, I just didn't say, <laughs> say the course there right Oh so I gosh. guess they were they they might have relied a little bit more on sex appeal to keep the show going, and you know the kind of more you know, sex, less content. Yeah, got it. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that um, I think I, I read that uh, Holly Marie Combs uh, Piper, she was, she's the only actress that was in every single episode. Hmm. So, which is, you know, that's impressive. Yeah. I don't exactly remember when Shannon Doherty left, but I think she was at least in, like, maybe the first three seasons, like 60-some episodes. And then they brought in uh, Rose McGowan. and. Yeah, I feel like I watched it for a while, like a couple years. And like I said, I never saw any of the episodes with Rose McGowan. So, just based on this first episode... Uh, would you keep watching it? I want to say yes, <laughs> but I think I have to say 
No, probably not. Um, yeah. It, 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 I, there just wasn't an, enough for me. It was a little, a little hokey. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, just, it didn't take me in. It didn't, I didn't watch this show and think, wow, how are they going to develop this character? Or, oh, I wonder if what she said, like, is she alluding to, and we're going to see that later. Yeah, there was no, like, over, like, there was no overall, like, art, like, overarching mystery or story that you're like, oh, I wonder how they're going to, yeah, how they're going to deal with, like you said, how they're going to develop that or how they're going to deal with that. It was just like, oh, we're three sisters, now we're witches. We have powers. Cool. See you next week. <laughs> tee <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much it. So, yeah, based on that, I would probably not continue. Knowing what we know about how it continues, I'm mildly interested to see how they write out Shannon Doherty and bring in Rose McGowan. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, this whole time, I didn't realize that they brought Rose McGowan as a cousin. I thought she was a replacement Prue. I just assumed because I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't no, watch so, that. Yeah, so they no, I, I think they, 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 they wrote that you know they they wrote her as a new character, you know, as a cousin. Um, but does her name start with P? I don't think it does actually. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really flipping the script on this one. For the 90s and early 2000s nostalgia, I don't know, sort of interesting, but yeah, overall, it's not, not definitely not enough for me to, to keep going with it. Yeah, and I don't know why I sort of forgot. I mean, just time. It's been so long since I've actually watched the show, but at the end, you see the credits and, you know, Aaron Spelling, and you kind of like... I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This this reeks of Aaron Spelling. Yeah, I forgot that this was an Aaron Spelling joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was like here's the recipe, and we tweak one or two ingredients mm-hmm. and come up with a new show each time. Well, it, you know, this it, one we throw it, in witches. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey, he's like a bajillionaire, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, we're not gonna be. Tuning in for no. episode two no, on this one. No, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Not unless we somehow manage to watch everything else on Netflix. So it's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> okay. Well, that about wraps it up for Charmed. and Not so charmed. Not Yeah, definitely not so charmed with this one. Uh, so the next episode will be my pick, and I'm not sure what I'm going to pick yet but when i make that decision we're going to go ahead and put that on the internets and you can find us at uh, pilotseasonpodcast.blogspot.com i think it's been a while since i've had to look it up but we're also on facebook instagram and twitter just look up pilot season podcast and you should find us and um yeah that's it that's all i got anything else not really. I just want to go listen to the Smiths right now. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go. I'm gonna break out the Kraft soundtrack because it's really good. Nice. It's a good. It's a good '90s soundtrack. Let's do it. All right. All, All right. right. So this has been the Pilot Season Podcast, Episode 15. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And we'll see you next time. See ya.